0: This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geeks, show number 593, with a guest Jay Franzi, recorded on November 30th, 2023. Here on Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorites Gadgets that find their way into your home. News, reviews, product updates, and conversation all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the averageguy.tv studios here in beautiful Bellevue, Nebraska. Although, some, maybe some rain coming in over the weekend. We'll have to see. We could use it. Of course, we'll post the show. By the way, my daughter says that's the most dad thing you could ever say is, oh, good. It's going to rain. We need it. <laughs> <laughs> right, Jay? Uh, Anyways, we post the show with some world-class show notes. <laughs> yeah, we all say it like that. Uh, with some world-class show notes at TheAverageGuy.tv. Speaking of that, big thanks to Sammy who joined me last week. I always get a lot of comments when Sammy joins the episode. show. Oh, good. I'm glad you enjoy I enjoy doing it. She enjoys doing it. We seem to be back on track with that Friday after Thanksgiving kind of annual uh, the year before, things had gotten a little hard with her, and she just didn't want to come on and talk about it. We had her on a little bit later, so we're back on track with that. But and She is a wealth of information. Yeah, she's just fun to hang out with. That's the greatest thing about it. Is she got me hooked it. on Taco Bell. Thanks what? a lot. <laughs> we did, we, as soon as the show was over, $5 boxes on my app, and uh, we drove out and picked them up. and <laughs> <laughs> It was so good. Yeah, it was so good. Well, that, tonight you and, you and I won't be doing that, but what we will do, we'll post some show notes. We'll have them available out there at theaverageguy.tv. Uh, um, uh, big thanks to our Patreon subscribers uh, as well. If you are supporting us, uh, supporting me on Patreon, and I appreciate that. Thank you for doing that. If you're not, and you want to, theaverageguy.tv slash Patreon. have a $5 plan you can jump into. You can do it for one month or as many as you like. And uh, appreciate you doing that. Uh, super easy to do, super easy to start, super easy to stop. Whatever you want to do is great. And then uh, I've also re-energized the affiliate link at Amazon. or kind of getting that going again. I figured Sarah uh, took a contract job, and I'm going to have to do the big tax thing anyways. And I thought, well, if I'm doing that, I might as well do the affiliate stuff again. You might as well so. jump in. We're back in there. So, from show notes going forward, I'm not going back very much. Show notes going forward, if it has an Amazon link in it, it's affiliate, uh, and appreciate you guys clicking on those and uh, making a few cents off of them um, as well. Jay, last time you were on Jay Franzi, Franzi and Friends, jfranzi.com. Did I get all that? Did I get all that right? jfranzi.com. It's all okay. you need. Say all in all one word, Jay Franzi. No spaces, no underscores, right. no yes. dashes. Just Jay Franzi. F R A N Z. There you go. Yeah. Um, head out there. You can get all Jay's stuff and his podcast as well. Last time you were on here, you were talking about chat GPT. You and I talked a bunch about chat GPT. Are you still, have you used it much since we talked about it or is it kind of sat for you? I use it every day. Really? Every day. So what's the best for you? Like what's the, what are you using it mostly for at this point?
1: I use it to jazz up my, my rough scribbles and bullet points. Um, for the longest time like at work if I have to write a quick report <clears> or <throat> if I have to do <throat> something like that I don't yeah. I try not to use it for for too much of the creativity on its part what I try to do is like for example I we just threw a conference and I had to write an after action report and I had to put a couple of paragraphs together so what I did is I I bullet pointed my paragraphs the stuff I wanted to include in it and I gave it a rough little outline of how I wanted to say it and then I take that and I put it in chat GBT and I say, just jazz it up. Mm-hmm. And it comes back with a paragraph of all my bullet points put into a paragraph form. And then I take that and I run it through Grammarly and tweak mm-hmm. it out just a hand yeah. a little bit more. And then um, it's great. And then I just send it off.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Adding, adding content, doing something. Yeah, you got to be careful. It does some weird. It, I'll, I'll talk about that here in a second. But how, do, do you think... Does it do you think it saves you time, adds quality both? Neither? I mean, okay, you're not you would if it didn't add quality, you wouldn't be using right. it, obviously. I think it does both save times, no? Okay.
1: Yeah, saves yeah. time and quality. Because yeah. if I had to do it myself, I think this this quality level would be the same. It would just take more of my time to put it into that quality. So for me to just be able to take bullet points and like for example today from that event that I threw they wanted a photograph and a paragraph so they could throw that in the newsletter. So I sent them a few photos to choose from, and I did a real quick outline of the paragraph of what I wanted to say. You know, I just typed something up real quick, threw it in ChatGPT. It went ahead and just dressed it up a little bit, mm-hmm. so flew it over to Grammarly, and it picked up a couple things. I tweaked that and sent it off, and everybody was yeah. thrilled. Yeah. It took 10 minutes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and you know, there's some folks, there's some complaints about what it writes. I, I I'm going to show you here in a second. I've been writing some articles for over at the average guy.tv with it, and I d- had to do three power station or power generators or backup this, you know, these uh, these these battery generators that we've been talking about over the last right. couple months, uh, off and on. Had to do three reviews, and then I actually took those three reviews and had to write a kind of a comprehensive guide for all three, and a bunch of work. And there wasn't just like a few sentences and it will spit it out. There's some, there's some things I had to do. But it literally started every single one of those reviews with the same right. opening sentence, right? And you're like, in an ever-increasing world of, and that, and all three of them started that way. You know, it was, it was, it was kind of crazy. Let me show you um, what have you been? Uh, as I'm bringing this up, what have you been using? Like, which version of ChatGPT are you using?
1: I just use the free version. Okay, so I have not, you know, had any need to increase that at this
0: point. OpenAI, I think that's yeah. OpenAI.com/slash/chat or something right, like that. Yes. It's chat. chat. It's ChatGPT 3.5. Um, I, I use that from time to time to You can now, and Bing chat is actually not bad. So if you go to bing.com slash chat, um, sign in, and it actually has Dolly integration, so you can do pictures as well um, uh, with that. And then at work, uh, we have access to ChatGPT4 uh, in a special enterprise account that's, like, our queries are not going into the engine for other people. You know, we want to use some of our own data, and, of course, we don't want that data to... (laughs) be out there in the public in, in the AI. Uh, we want to hold that data back. So we have partnered with Microsoft and have kind of a gated version of that uh, to use. What I'm showing you on screen right now, if you're on audio, I'm sorry, I'll try to describe it best I can. But if you head over to TV, you can, and as of right now, you can kind of see it. Um, uh, the, 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 actually, the first article, Harnessing the Power of the Sun, a Comprehensive Guide to Solar Generators, was actually a, a a work I went through, and this probably took me a couple hours to work all the way through. I got an outline for it, so we talked a little bit about what is clean energy and portable power on the go, the ease kind of the ease of solar power, some environmental friendly stuff. Although there's some dark sides to solar. I know some of you are like, eh, it's Jim, it's not all, you know. But again, I'm 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 trying to the exercise of writing here with some of this, and then. We cover kind of the three, uh, the three solar generators that I'm interested in, Blue Yeti, Jackery and EcoPro. Um, uh, I actually wrote the reviews. So this is kind of an in-depth, long article, and I I link to all of those reviews in this article. I wrote this one last and I did the reviews first. So um, this is where I found it very, very helpful. I don't own this Jackery uh, Explorer 2000. But um, it pulls from reviews and other things and gives some stats. And so it's kind of, again, here's the ever-evolving, in the ever-evolving landscape. I kind of changed the words <laughs> around a little bit to have it make sense, right? Um, uh, but went in there, and it, what, it, what it does a nice job, I'm showing a table right now. And I, I don't know if you've done this yet, but it's really good at compare and contrast. Or say, yeah, very much like, so. go out there, and take these three things and compare them to each other right? And pulls up, uh, uh, pulls up. But also I did, I asked you to do some pros and cons of each one of them. And it goes out there and, and does a pretty nice job of pulling some of those, some of those items back. Um, So it gives you, it's a good chance to, you, you know, for me, I, I didn't own this Jackery, so I, I wrote it or I kind of wrote it more not as a review, but kind of as a guide. And then I do own the Blue Eddy, um, and so I wrote that one um, more from a, a personal standpoint. So I brought in, there's some things I, I brought in and I wrote in, this is how I'm using this. This is kind of the power that I'm bringing into it. So kind of wrote it more as a review. Again, you got this table associated with it and, uh, and some links in there. So it just, it kind of speeds up from, for me, it kind of sped up the the creation and development of it and you can kind of see the picture here the the dolly pictures are kind of interesting to say the they are kind of fun <laughs> uh, but I wrote a um, I wrote a you know the desktop dilemma are the days of the desktop over right from from that and went through and this is kind of one I wrote I wrote some of it and I let the AI write some of it did you put um, an opinion in it uh, I do I do yeah, towards the end here. Um, not as, I, I kind of want, I kind of wanted to leave it fairly open so I get some comments. I won't. Nobody comments on blogs anymore. So that's not.
1: Which is sad, you know, by the way.
0: That's not ever going to happen anymore. Well, there's too many other places to do it, right? There's, um, you well, know. It's sad Facebook, of that you. Yeah, Facebook, LinkedIn. Yeah, you do a show
1: like this and you're, you're doing stuff live, but nobody goes and reads the the connection to the from the show
0: to the blog. Yeah. It's just going to blogs anymore. It just isn't, it just doesn't seem to be a thing. You find them if you're searching for something and you find it that way. I kind of, Jay, I'll be honest. I didn't really write them for listeners. I kind of wrote them to see the experiment on this is what gets picked up by the Google search engine on this. And what, what does it mean? I've been promoting some of them on Twitter, but I, I, I don't, necessarily, they're kind of, they're kind of written for more of the, of the public than they are this audience, so to speak. So I don't, I'm not disappointed. If you want to go out and read them, you're welcome to. TheAverageGuy.tv, you can find them out there if you want to do that, (laughs) if you're listening to the show. And I appreciate you clicking on them. All those things help. But it was more of an experiment of just from a writing and marketing standpoint, can I write things and will, will they get picked up? Right. Well, Google pick them up. Um, so I'm having fun. I think as I'm thinking about uh as I'm recording this on the thirtieth, scheduled for surgery on the fourth. I'm gonna be out for a, a couple weeks recovering. This'll give me some opportunities to do some of this, uh just off and on right. while I'm while I'm kind of recovering. Although if I could write, I could probably work. So <laughs> I'm not gonna, <laughs> but I probably could, right, from that standpoint. Um yeah. So it's kind of been, uh, it's been a good experiment. I mean, I, I, I still continue. I think it's a, I think it's a pretty great tool and we just still continue to find ways. The comparison features on that, especially on some of the versions, you can load your own stuff in. Look at this. Or in this case, I said, like, I can say, write me five tweets based on this URL. And then I just put the URL and it scans it and then it writes tweets for me. Nice. Right. Or whatever. I could, you could say, make them funny. They're mildly funny. AI is more like dad jokes. (laughs) Right. I
1: I notice when I do things like that, you get dad jokes. Or if you say you make it clever or witty or you can use any of those and it comes back with just the most vanilla version of those things as possible.
0: Yeah. 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 Or you
1: know where you put the description in ahead of time? You describe yourself and positions you you hold and all that stuff. Yeah. One of the things is that I'm from Boston and I have a dry sense of humor. And it doesn't talk as if you're from Boston with a dry sense of humor. It references it. <laughs> right. It says, right. you know, Jay Frenzy with, you know, a Bostonian with a dry sense mm-hmm. of humor things. Yeah, right. It's like, okay, well, yeah. that's not
0: very helpful. No, no. And it's not, I, I said, take my bio, because it I've got, a you know, my bio is out there. And it knows that if I ask, you know, do you know Jim Collison from Gallup? And I'll say, oh, yeah, I know all these things about Jim. I said, write an adventure story that is kind of based on all that information. Take my, basically take my bio and turn it into an adventure story. And it just, it rewrote it uh, just the same as it did. Like, you know, so it's not, yeah, it's not that creative, I guess is what I'm saying.
1: That's a complaint I have about AI so far is if it writes something and say it's 80% there, and i ask it okay this is great but let's add this or let's tweak this when it comes back it comes back with an entirely different version yeah. of what it wrote yeah. the first time yeah it might yeah. be very similar but the yeah. the paragraphs are changed it didn't just add the one or two things i asked yeah. it to it completely rewrote did you ask
0: it to keep it did you say uh, keep you know, what I you didn't,
1: i didn't say that no uh, and that that's may that may a be a prompt idea.
0: that would work yeah keep keep what you've written but add this component to it,
1: there was one. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of it. I I'm gonna unfortunately look at my phone to see if I can tell you, but I found an AI recently. K R E A dot K-R-E-A dot uh, A I, and it takes your logo or whatever logo you, you submit, and you can tell it what you want it to create an image of, and it will incorporate your logo into the image like a very, um, like you wouldn't even notice. It's very subtle. You can make it very, very prominent, but it's very subtle. So you can say, you know, I want somebody walking a dog through a park with trees in the background and it'll make the trees and everything kind of, you know, resemble your logo. So nice. It's, okay. kind of, it's yeah.
0: nothing yeah, that yeah.
1: you'd use, but it's it's fun to play with. Well, the
0: the the prompt engineering is the next phase of this, right? And they'll continue to work on the models and get those better. I think eventually we'll have our own, you know, you'll have your own LLM, so to speak. So in chat uh, 3.5, you can load up, I don't know, up to 5,000 characters or something like that of your own bio, right? Say, hey, this is me. But I think that'll actually get to a point, you know, we're, we're starting to see um, uh, with, two. oh, nice. How was, you had Apple? Jack Daniels with Apple? I and didn't had, have Apple oh. first. What'd you have? You had Apple first. Okay. As you can see. What'd you think?
1: Um, Apple was okay. Jack Daniels version has got a, a bite to it. Yeah. So it's not as smooth as the
0: Evan Williams was. And this and is for honey. Is honey. Okay. You have to tell me how, you have to tell me how you like it. Um, So I think eventually, you know, we're going to see PCs coming here in the next oh, year or two that have an actual AI chip on it. I, th- everybody's calling them different things, but it's kind of GPU optimized chips to help with some of the, the kind some of that processing. And I think we're going to actually get to a point where you can have your own model, so to speak, and build your own model. You probably build in the cloud process that locally and kind of really build a model for yourself. And then, say, reference this model as you're writing that, or here's some examples of things I've written in the past, or here's my bio, make it better. (laughs) You know, some of those kinds of things where I I think we're we're coming down to it. If you don't live online, you could get your own, you can kind of create your own, um, (laughs) your own model. So, yeah, don't, no, this not not meant to just slam, Jay, just sip on it there you go very, very well done um, so i think that i think that piece is coming and uh, we got some i think we have some exciting uh, times ahead with it
1: um, I, re- I really like it yeah. to to alter what i've written i don't want it to create something 100% on its own cuz i don't know where it's getting the information mm-hmm. from i don't know if anything's accurate but if yeah. i'm feeding it the prompts i feel very comfortable with the knowledge i'm feeding it So I can read it real quick, skim it. That's uh, another tool I use. I have the computer read it back to me. Yeah. And if the computer's reading it to me, I can truly focus on the content rather than trying Mm. to read. And so it reads it to me. I listen to it. I might tweak something based on the way it sounds. But it's fantastic. I I really do like what it's doing to the content that I feed it. Yeah, but but it's definitely yeah. in
0: the prompts. It really is in the prompts. It is in the prompts. Prompt engineer engineering is going to be a big deal. I do think, and two, and then we're going to move on to a different topic. But I do think um, the translation services will be benefited. The, I don't see them doing this yet. They're still using translation algorithms that they built over time. That's been a difficult. But I think if they do translations and then run, run a large language model in that language on top of it to say, clean this up, clean the sentence structure up, like have it make sense. Um, I think that could quickly do that and improve our translations. I've been doing a bunch of translations lately with, with live programs, and it's getting a lot better, but it's still kind of, you know, it could, it could predict AI could look at the whole context Knowing what we're talking about and do a better job of predicting what those what's actually being said, and then provide that in in near real time, so that you're just getting a better translation. And um, tra- listen, trans- it's a miracle we can do what we do, Jay. It's a miracle. I Jay, am uh, not complaining. No, I am not, not at all. I, I am mean not complaining.
1: If we want to complain, if we do. I can throw one one quick complaint out
0: there. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: If we're talking about AI when it comes to audio, like our shows or the content that we're putting out there, when we create an audio file, it's pure. It's a WAV file. It's a lossless piece of audio that we're eventually going to turn into a compressed, an MP3-style piece of audio. But if there's, say, background noise or flaws in the audio where we use what they're calling AI audio touch-up-type tools like the one that Adobe offers and so forth. The complaint I have is they're not truly just altering like a like a piece of audio equipment with like an equalizer or a compressor. It's not altering your file. It's recreating your file. Mm. So if you are, say, the host of this show, and you run the file through this Adobe or any of the other um, AI systems at this point, What's happening is it's going to model your voice and repeat it back in you know from their computer-generated version, which if it's one or two words it works like a champ. Nobody's ever going to notice it, but if it's the whole show, you're going to notice it, and it's not going to be you anymore. It's not going to have the inflections, or it's not going to it's going to miss that that real inflection piece is key, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: inflection is key. But it's still, a miracle it can do the voice stuff that it does. Well, impressive right? as can be.
1: Yeah, I could yeah. never, I wouldn't even have thought of it.
0: I think we're predictable enough in our speaking that with enough of a sample, we probably inflect 90, I'm making this number up, 90% of the time the same way when we do no. words, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I think now it depends on what the sentence we're saying and when we're saying it and how we're saying it. I might I might say the word word. Um, uh, well, that I say that as well all the time, and I might say that three or four different ways. But knowing what came before it would be a a really good clue to how the the AI should inflect how it. Oh, it's going to generate it. Yeah, and I I think that gets us almost all the way there. Once they get that with inflection, it, you're going to have that's
1: know. great for that that one sentence say. Yeah, 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 yeah. And even when you're doing an hour-long show and you take that hour-long piece and run it through, it has an hour an hour's worth of material right. to model after. So right. it's de- it definitely does a good job. To show you an example, I had a guest on my show who was recording from a hotel and had very, very poor audio. So I ran it through one of the, the AI models, and it came back. And at first, I was like, wow, that's awesome awesome. It's incredible. I can't believe it It fixed it. And it's the background noise is gone. The hollowness of the hotel room is gone. The the noise floor is gone. And it just sounded great. Um, And I posted it. So I thought, this is fantastic. And then I listened to it in the car. And I was like, wait a minute. That's regenerated. It's not Mm -hmm. the original vocal anymore. So Mm -hmm. that disappointed me. And I ended up having to go back and put the original back in and use my own um, audio software to fix it. Mm-hmm. So it was a little disappointing in that, but I could see how it could be very handy for a word or a sentence. Like when we're doing these over the internet, you might have a quick glitch. Yeah. You know, yeah. you can regenerate that one line where the glitch was. So there there's use cases for it.
0: Oh, no, for sure. And I, I, I'd, I'd say we're, we're at some point, this is that you know, a perfect example of having your own local sample, so to speak, of being able to feed in audio a bunch of audio and then train it, have it play some samples back. Nope. I like this. Do you want to say it like this or like that? And you, know, you it shows. Yeah. You could do some training. Oh yeah. That for me, it's thousands at this point. I mean, I have, there's so <laughs> much audio out there. It could probably do a better job of speaking most nights than I do. Just to be hundred percent honest. That's another phrase I say all the time, just to be 100 percent honest. It would have that one nailed. Just leads me to believe you're lying to me oh, Jim. all the time. Exactly. Uh, Brian in the chat says I like how AI can be used to explain a complicated topic to a younger, in quotes, age group. Right? For example, how do you explain this to a ten-year-old? Right. Right. Yeah. Or take, you know, I uh, take uh, well, any subject and then say, and then you know, say it like I'm teaching a ten-year-old. And it'll it'll attempt to bring that you know to kind of bring it down. That's a um, good point.
1: I mean, I told you I think the last time when we had the AI discussion that my wife is um, just finishing up her masters, and people are starting to use ChatGPT quite a bit. And matter of fact, they're they're not f- flagging their papers and stuff for using it. They're actually providing um, models for you to use. Mm, yeah. So, yeah, which yeah. is pretty pretty impressive that the school's taking that view on it. Um, but my wife refuses to use it for those things. And I'm like, well, if the school's providing you the tool, make use of it. But what she has found a use for is she'll take these long academic articles that, yeah. you know, she's got to read 10 a week and she puts them in the chat GPT and says, summarize this for me. Yes. And yeah. it comes back with a quick summary and she's able to read it. And now she knows what the gist of that was and she can go ahead yeah. and write her paper or whatever she needs to do for the week. Yeah.
0: You know, there's a service called swell.ai yep. that is for, for podcasting. And I've been, yep. they, you get a free, I get like a free show every month. So one of the shows every month I load it in there just to see, cause I just want to see what they're doing. And sometimes it's good. Uh, I found in some cases though, so I feed in a whole hour, especially on this show. Uh, so I'll feed this show in. Well, it tries to summarize. I always talk about the weather. <laughs> So it tries to bring that into the title. Well, it doesn't have any idea that's not a part of the show. I would never title that right now. I guess I could tell it that. I don't know how I would, but maybe I guess I could go in there and say, summarize this, accept the weather. Don't, don't, don't do the weather. Or if I'm giving your bio or we're talking about you and some of the things you're doing, it'll try to make that a part of the show. And then, like some of the quotes and stuff it pulls out of there, it doesn't have any context of like multi topic because we cover a, a multitude of topics while we're doing this show. Oftentimes, it doesn't handle the multi topic stuff very well, uh, at least on swell. So, whatever they're using, however they've tuned, because that's really just an prompt engineering service, right? right? These are all just prompts that they've written. You drop it in and it has a process to go through and do all the things and transcribe it and all that other good stuff. So it, it, uh um and, and, you know, Brian says summer, summarization is good. It's good at it. Swell was really good um, at the transcriptions for the longest time. Summary's not so good. So maybe there's some areas there. Listen, these are early days. I mean, this stuff is going to, everybody's doing this right now. It's going to shake out for sure. Well, right? look how strong it is in its infancy. Yeah, I mean, when ChatGPT
1: launched, everybody's just like, oh, my God, this is incredible. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a fantastic service or tool. I mean, it, I love it. I can't say enough good things about it.
0: Well, easy to use Chat GPT 3.5 is free still. You can get in there, and it, it's fairly unlimited. Um, doesn't do, doesn't have any any uh, anything beyond what they give you in a prompt. But uh, if you haven't checked it out, Bing. Uh, so head out to Bing.com/chat, and uh, you can try it there. That one is a little Microsoft's doing a little bit different with that, where they're bringing back sources and. You know, they're like, hey, this is where we got this from and some of those kinds of things. Which is great. Like I said, Dolly 3.0, that's the image creator, is a part of that chat. So if you haven't tried that. And so far, I've been trying that for pictures. And so far, so good. That's It's been better than the Canva version. And now Canva's starting to charge for it. Listen, this stuff's expensive. (laughs) Like for them on the back end, we are definitely running up the bill. Right. I mean, this, we are I, running. I some, cannot take another subscription. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a lot, isn't there? There's a lot. Well, it's a lot of great ways to use it for free. So if you haven't, uh, if you have not, and I think most listeners here have, have tried it, uh, messed with it, haven't probably have gotten an opinion are using it or not based on their comfort level. And that's fine. Whatever. But I thought I'd catch up with you on that one. Hey, um, is that we were thinking about topics tonight, we'll spend the remainder of the time uh, thinking about this uh, next half of the show, so to speak. Um, And I have never done a show like this before, but when I ran it by you, you were like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And it was kind of like the, the, the idea was failed gadgets for 2023. Like, what have you, what did you do? And we're going to expand that a little beyond just gadgets, so to speak. And I'll, I'll start with an example, but um, uh, you know, what were those things? Cause this is, everybody knows I have a problem. I mean, I have a problem with money. And for me, it's all, of, I, I get, I just get wrapped around the axle about spending it and about having enough of it and all those kinds of things. So, in some of my tech decisions, you know, every time we have Erin on, she's like, you know, go buy this. And I'm like, okay. And then I don't, cause that's what I do. I always say yes. And then, I tighten up at the end. I'm like, no, I'm not going to buy that thing. I'm going to cheap out on that. Um, uh, So I, I, it really drives me crazy when I make bad decisions, right? And back at the beginning of the year, and actually this was a purchase I made at the beginning of, or the end of 2022. But I ended up picking up, you know, the MetaQuest uh, 2, Oculus VR MetaQuest 2 last year, and thought that would really be a... um, thought that, I, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to use this for, and it's not getting great reviews, but maybe there's, maybe it's early, like, you know, talking about with, with VR, I mean, with uh, AI. Maybe it's early, maybe it'll come out uh, for me. No, not at all. I regret every single second I own that thing. Just the other day, I put it on again, and I'm like, okay, maybe I could do some things in here. It's but, gone yeah. through a bunch of software updates, but... It you know, the hand motion in the thing has improved and there's been some other things, but I just haven't like it just it's just been a disappointment. And I should have just sold it for a hundred bucks, given it away, gotten rid of it. They have a new one, they have a, a MetaQuest 3 that's coming out that's actually more um augmented reality, I think. I haven't seen it, but it's coming out. But so there there there's kind of the example, Jay. That's I regret purchasing that headset it's sitting up there i've used it a dozen times maybe and i keep thinking i need to give it more time but i don't know if i really (laughs) need to i don't know jay what have you picked up did you pick up anything this year that's been disappointing or didn't work out the way you thought it would yes um if we're
1: gonna i've got a a few items to
0: oh we'll go back and forth you do one i've got a couple more we'll kind of go back and forth
1: the the biggest dollar amount one was I purchased the Zoom H8, which is oh. their portable recorder, the handheld, that's what the H stands for, their handheld recorder. The eight stands for eight um, inputs. So it's a great device. I mean, I absolutely love it. But it is the most awkward shape. It's in the shape of a figure eight. And it, it looks kind of like a spider, especially once you plug in eight different microphones or it just has cables coming out of it and it's just not not very, you know, user friendly or you know, you can't walk around with it it's just not comfortable. And so I I just immediately returned it and got the Zoom H6 which same company, handheld but six inputs and it's so much more comfortable and it's a oh. rectangle instead of a figure eight style and it's You know, leaps and bounds, in my opinion, leaps and bounds better just because you can hold it. You can take it with you. Um, Where the other one seemed like, even though it was a portable device, it really felt as if it was something that you had to just sit someplace with. Didn't feel very portable.
0: Oh, there you go. Well, at least you were smart enough to return it. This is, I always get locked up on this. I, I have returned some stuff. But, but, uh, so, um, what do you use that for? What's the primary use case when you like doing interviews? Yeah.
1: Mobile interviews. Way? If I go to a trade show or something, I want to get a high quality recording. Um, uh, if I want to interview somebody, you know, at a hotel room or anything, I could just bring that, bring a yeah. couple microphones. It has four XLR inputs It has a, um, one stereo XY input. So, and it comes with a built-in microphone for the XY input. So it, it works like a champ. It's just like a any other handheld recorder, but it's just more robust and it's got meters yeah. on it. It's it's very similar to like a Zoom P4, but it's less less podcast orientated. It's more okay. it's just a recorder. So if you wanted to come in from the music world, I could take it to somebody's house and I could put a mic you know a guitar vocal, put a microphone on a a singer and a, on a mic on a guitar and record that. Mm-hmm. And it would be a very high quality. I mean, it would be a very mm-hmm. good recording for something like that. But for me, I use it for interviewing people. Yeah. And another use I found for it too is with that XY microphone built in, I could take it to a conference room and just put it on the table and it will
0: record the conference. Yeah, it's got a high, good, good presence key, uh, yeah. microphone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Funny, the 8, which I'm sure was more expensive than the 6. Yeah, it
1: was a little more expensive. It had two more inputs, and it yeah. it was my favorite number, Jim. <laughs> but, no, eight. I couldn't do eight. it. Yeah, eight. no,
0: right on. Yeah. yeah, there's a good example. Uh, we're getting some from the chat room. So John Biggs says, uh, not happy with the NetGate SF2100PF Sense device. This is a... Uh, a um, Uh, like a router uh, you would put in your house. Right. I bought it in February and I've never really been happy with it. Yeah. Uh -uh, John, that's, and that's one of those things like it's February. Now it's too late to return. It's too late. Right. One of those kinds of things. And you're like, do I sell this thing? Do I, do I, whatever we know, Tony, he's been talking about this all year. He's had some Samsung problems uh, with his phone, with some phones and, and, uh, and support and such. So if you follow Tony on Twitter, A.W. Rayner, you'll, you'll see all those. He he puts a lot of pictures out there. Tony, you're pretty prolific out there on Twitter, for sure. Lots (laughs) of great pictures. My, um, my second one, uh, let's bring up, and maybe a surprise and kind of a little, um, I would consider this a gadget, but, but wouldn't think of it is I got this Astro AI digital clamp meter, multimeter. And I, I, I'm going to use it as a multimeter because my, my old multimeter is like 25 years old and it's still, it's still, you know, the, uh, the, it's still analog. In fact, the neighbor borrowed it and he was like, analog? How do you even read this thing? (laughs) Right? I was like, well, I've, I've had it for 20 years and, and, but I wanted to, back in the spring, I wanted to be able to use that clamp. I was doing some stuff out in the shed with power. And I kind of wanted to see what the shed was drawing with power and some of those kinds of things. And I thought, this will do it. Now, it's only 25 bucks, so it's not a huge loss. But, uh, and like I said, I'm going to use the multimeter function in it. But the clamp, uh, the, the clamp force portion of it, I'm never going to use that. <laughs> it, it just, it looked cool. And, and I, listen, I know some things about electricity, but It looked cool. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And I used it one time and I'm like, oh, this isn't what I thought it was. (laughs) You know, it was, so it was like, oh, nice cover, some batteries. Uh, The leads are nice on it. You know, it seems right for using it as a multimeter um, will be great. But not, not necessarily, not what I was, so it's, it's hanging up on my tool, you know, on my tool uh, wall here, uh, I'm going to use it once every three years. I'll have to replace the batteries <laughs> <laughs> the next time I go to grab it, right? Because that's kind of the way it is. Right. Jay, Jay, what do you got next?
1: Um, can I share my screen real quick?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'll bring you up here. Uh, I'll share screen.
1: Oh, I get tabs. Let's do an entire screen. All right. Um, before I show you this, let me just real quick. I know it's an audio show, but there is the visual of the Zoom H six for those okay. who've never seen one. Yeah. So it fits in the palm of your hand. It's very easy to carry, and then there is the Zoom H eight, so you
0: can. God, just... that does look like a beast. <laughs> it, <laughs> is, <laughs> it looks ridiculous. It looks
1: like a spider, doesn't it? I mean, and you can see the <laughs> clips for the um, for the cabling there. I mean, the XLR cables with that button to push to release it. It's just massive. It, and it it's, to me, this was just so much easier. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. the one I wanted to talk about it, and this is, um, I'm sorry to do this to people, but this here is a sound machine. And we we have a newborn, a, a year and a half at this point. But the baby sleeps with the sound machines primarily so that they don't hear the sound of the rest of the house. And this the, this sound machine here, we have purchased twice now it works. It does a great job, but the buttons on it are flimsy. So when you press it to turn it on, turn it off, turn it on, turn it off, eventually they're just little circular plastic buttons and eventually they just break and they fall into the machine. So I've gone ahead and had to replace it twice now and I've moved on to a new brand. Mm. And um, if I could show it to you, that's the new brand that we moved on to. Um, It's, this one is working like a champ. So
0: lecto fan. This is the thing on Amazon is these, these just weird company names you've never heard oh, of before. Yeah. This is yoga sleep. What does that <laughs> say? Yoga sleep. Hushish. Hush. Portable, portable. Portable white, white, white noise. White noise. Yeah. And then the, that's the one that you didn't like. And then, it, then the, it, you know,
1: I loved it It worked, but the buttons just yeah. keep falling into the machine <laughs> itself. <laughs> So whatever is holding those buttons together, it might just be glue or whatever, but yeah. at one point I couldn't shut it off. The buttons went in, it turned on and we couldn't get it off. I had to just unplug it and it's battery powered as well. So I had to wait for the battery to, to yeah. go out on it.
0: Yeah. 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 What was the other one? What's the name on the other one? Uh, flip over the, to the lecto fan. Yeah. Electrofan? Electro fan. Yeah. just, Amazon gets some weird, I'm sure they're Chinese, right? Products yeah. that are coming in. We talked with Aaron was on last week. We talked a lot about Timu and and getting. It kind of feels that way, and you just kind of like cheap products. Yeah, I went to buy a drill bit uh, the other day, and and you know, I, I guess I never have really. Um, let me let me pull this thing up. We'll go into the orders. It, what first of all, crazy that I bought a drill bit on. Amazon. Like, I, that, for for the longest time, that is, uh, that would have just been a, a hardware store, right? You would have gone to Menards or Home Depot or, you know, one of those places. Here it is. Right. Let me bring this up. So, it felt a little weird buying, um, you know, buying, I, I guess, it, I don't know why it, it seems weird. I would have bought a DeWalt. You know drill on this but i i was looking for uh you know a good size i was looking for a one inch this is three quarters of an inch uh but it's i needed an auger bit that was that was long i've been i'm going through some um i've been going through some wood that i i need some distance on it and um some S- S- samada like who who's samada where did that come from and why is this and then if you go through the, you know, if you go down into the, the, you know, they've got, they, they act like they've been around forever and maybe they're selling to Menards and Menards rebrands it as something else. That's very, very possible. Right. As you see this, but you, they've got these pictures, like they've been doing this for a thousand years and they got all right. these different, <laughs> they got all these different, you know, you're like, where did these guys come from? I have never it's heard of them nowhere. before. Yeah. Yeah, I know pretty good drill it squeaks a little bit when i you know it's when you get that far down into the wood and uh and you know you're you're creating a lot of friction at that point
1: but so you said it squeaks a little bit and it just reminded me of another a gadget i i'm bald so but I, I shave my head um but i use a pitbull palm shaver you know yeah yeah, yeah. for whatever reason i you know it just squeaks like nobody's business right now <laughs> and if i'm shaving my head right by my ear i mean it is so loud it hurts so i don't know if yeah. that qualifies for a gadget that's gone wrong yet but
0: well you don't want to be i mean I don't want to go deaf <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, you're it's a it's almost like a palm sander and you're pushing right. too hard yeah. on the <laughs> <laughs> but it, it does a great yeah. job, you know, shaving yeah. my head. It's just loud. Yeah. It, it, well, it's just I'm seeing this on Amazon. I'm seeing this proliferation of not, weird name brands that you know you kind of go, you know, like in, in this, this in this case. So back at the, uh, I purchased this in June for the Honda. So Sammy's what's what's now Sammy's Honda, uh, my '06 Civic was having a lot of just engine trouble it just wasn't running very smooth and I was we weren't getting a lot of um, uh, we weren't getting a lot of power out of it and it was hesitating a lot and um, I actually bought this one this Hitachi it's 50 bucks here this Hitachi sure. mass air flow sensor pretty common especially on Hondas it's supposed to be it was supposed to be an OEM replacement right so I bought this we had nothing and I was thinking, no, this is, I mean, it was, I paid good price for it. I, I think I could have bought it at, um, you know, one of the local parts stores for just maybe 10 or $15 more. But I was like, you know, I'm going to save a little bit of money here. And Jay, this thing just did not work. And I for the longest time, I couldn't believe it. I thought maybe something else is wrong with the car. So we went through a whole bunch of different things, right, to to get this thing figured out. Phil, my oldest, who worked for Midas for a lot of years. Said Dad, it's it's that it's that filter, it's that sensor. Can you just replace it? Can you just buy the one I told you to okay. to buy from from O'Reilly or whatever? So I bought them. Was he right? Bought, he was a hundred percent right. Oh. <laughs> like we put this in, and that car picked up and zoomed out like it was, like it was. It, it took me three months to. I felt bad for Sammy because she was driving the car around while. Uh, you know, no power and hesitating on her. And I put that thing in and it worked. So massive failure. This is one of those. Did you
1: apologize to your son?
0: For, I apologize to everybody. I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm such an idiot. (laughs) Such, such just, this is where the cheapness, right. Gets in my way where, you know, I'm, I'm spending $5 to save a nickel on this thing. You know, by the time all the stuff that we did, I had bought cleaner, you know, I bought electric electronics cleaner because I thought, well, maybe it's that kind of thing. I changed all the filters in the thing. I you know, I even almost almost took it in for a full tune up. You know, I was just like, well, maybe it's gonna need, you know, all whole, the services all. would be much and more than And it was a cost. $75 sensor on oh. the thing, right? Um, and, and so just just a it, it that's one of those fails where you just gotta be careful on some of this this gadgetry i think that you're buying um you know <laughs> um uh, joe says he bought a pump-up sprayer from harbor freight another sketchy at time now they got some really good stuff like they do you know uh, but not really tech but it was the biggest piece of junk the pump-up cylinder shot <laughs> like a rocket <laughs> probably clear 20 feet in the air <laughs> That's hilarious. As long Joe. As you're not around it. That's hilarious. Well, I mean, okay, but I bought an axe at you know a hand axe at Harbor at Harbor Freight to 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 do some wood splitting with. It was ten dollars. Everybody else wanted like fifty. That thing was great. It worked. I mean, it was okay. You know, you're just like I was oh, expecting this you to say it snapped in no, half. I've no, no, I, well, uh, I broke the handle at some point, but I was beating it with a sledgehammer. So it was, it was my fault. The good news is, you know how much another one is? 10 bucks. Right. <laughs> so You're still I, less money than the other one. And uh, still a lot less. And it becomes a new wedge for me. You know, I can, I can use it as a wedge. What else, Jay, what else do you got? All right. Um, you want to throw me back yeah, up on I'll the throw screen real back quick? Up.
1: I think this one's funny. Um, again, sorry for the baby theme, but we, we have a new baby. This is a baby monitor. It could be used for any sort of security camera, though I found out because uh, we use it to watch the baby when the baby sleeps. We keep it on all night long on my wife's cell phone. We can hear if she's making any noise or anything like that. But I've also found out every time there's movement in the room, they email you a picture, which is kind of cool. You know, (laughs) some something moves in the room, right? Well, I'm getting all these pictures of my wife changing. (laughs) <laughs> in front of the camera so it has become a fantastic piece of equipment so i'm sorry it's not a negative piece for me this no. is actually a positive piece uh, every time my wife is getting you know changed i'm getting pictures so
0: are you telling her oh, come on jim she's she's changing in the baby's room
1: yeah yeah okay all right
0: so, she doesn't know though she doesn't know no, you she knows know. she gets okay p- <laughs> she gets the pictures whew, to her, but whew, yeah But Yeah. Well, now she's probably messing with
1: it, right? Well, now she walks in, she turns it around before she gets changed, now that she knows what's happening. Right. And some of these have
0: covers, right? They've got covers, they've got, yeah. I
1: I caught it the other day, because she forgot, and the second she was doing it, because I checked in on the baby, baby naps in the middle of the afternoon, and I don't want to walk in and make noise, so Mm -hmm. I was just trying to see if the baby was awake, and I turned it on, and the baby was just waking up, and my wife was getting changed, and... Boom! I, I took a screenshot, and sent it to her. <laughs> so yeah, I'm am a little mean like that.
0: Oh, this is a TP-Link uh, Tapo Tapo sure. pan and tilt security. Is that how it you works? It? Like
1: a champ. I yeah. mean the the pan tilt zoom part. I mean it yeah. doesn't have a zoom. I don't think, but the the rest of it works.
0: Twenty bucks, twenty two yeah. bucks right now.
1: It works but... like a champ. Wow. I, I'm not, I can't say anything bad about it other than it takes pictures if you're walking the room. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure well, you can shut is, that feature off, but it this works. Is,
0: it's great. This is the debate, right? I, uh, there's a couple times I've put cameras, internal cameras up. I have one in the garage now, but I had for a while, I had a camera down here that sat right up here. And this is, you know, down here is my area. We got the laundry down here and some storage. And I would put it, I put it in and Sarah's like, wait, are you watching me? <laughs> huh? and I was like, Well, I kind of thought it'd be Indirectly. security. It it would be for security, but ninety nine point nine percent of the time, it's us, you know, doing that thing. And like you said, it's either taking a picture, storing it, saving it, moving it somewhere or whatever. Uh have you ever have you ever thought about that thing getting hacked? And well, somebody that's what I told
1: her I said, you know, these pictures are going up in the internet and she's like, yeah. Well, no, she goes, I don't pay for the service for for it to store it i'm like well it's, it's being stored somewhere in order to send it to you so but
0: yeah well okay but that's a lot like you know copiers at work No, hardly anybody uses them anymore but there was a day right i mean when everybody used the copy machine at work and it was a it was for a long time it was a dirty little secret that all those copy machines had a hard drive in them right and i don't think many people knew that it and if you think about it, you know, you're like, well, yeah, of course it would need some kind of memory to store so it could it could do some things. But everything you'd ever printed on that thing was stored in the hard right. drive, right? That's and why the te- I, I will never print anything <laughs> personal at work. Yeah. Yeah. No, you shouldn't ever. Well, no. you shouldn't ever, but they although that being said, I'm not sure any technician, Who's you know, that's one of those it? That's one of those kinds of things too, where you worry like, oh, the privacy, huh? And you're like, nobody ever checks those things, you know? They don't, they don't, but they they don't till they do, right? You know, from that standpoint. But yeah, they got little hard drives. And I shouldn't say little; some of them are big, and they, you know, you can go well, back and this recall is some and of those video
1: things. and stuff. I mean, it's got to be a yeah. fairly good size. Drive. Oh
0: yeah. Well, for twenty bucks, dude,
1: um, it works like a champ.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'll throw the link to that in the show notes too, if you want to go out and see that. Um, uh, but yeah, it it's the the question back to the question of how you know uh, surveillance camera wise. You know, I've got one on the driveway, I've got one on the porch, I've got one that covers the backyard, one that does the dra- the the garage. But I'm kind of, I know chat room, you guys tell me what you guys think as Jay and I are talking about this. We'll take a few comments here. What do, what do you think about internal surveillance? Obviously, you're using this more as a baby monitor than a surveillance monitor. but right. right? And you're kind of thinking it's fun to get the.
1: <laughs> I think it's fun. I'm not sure my wife feels that way. <laughs> but get a little surprise text in the middle of the afternoon. It's nice. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she's going to hate me but that's sure. <laughs> all right.
0: no it's okay. okay. Uh, uh Joe says it's all the, on the printers. It's all they can do just to keep them printing. That's why like nobody's ever <laughs> looking at the yep. I I was just kind of thinking um uh, about um the you know the 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 printer thing. I went back into the office, you know, going back into the office post COVID. And we got we have some monster printers. You know, like just on the second floor in my area where I, where my office used to be, there's two giant printers there. And I'm like, who's printing these to these things anymore? Like, are we really? And the, the printer reached the pentacle of its technology. Like, I mean, you think about the average printer in 2019, it could do ever, you know, it could do anything, scan email scanning. Oh Yeah. yeah. They're awesome. Yeah. I don't I don't know. We gotta I think we're gonna get to a point where they're gonna start reducing the number of printers on floors. And then pretty soon I think they're gonna just go to a print room. In fact, if I was trying to save money right now, that's probably what I would do is cut all the printers, go back to a print room and say, Hey, there's a place in the building. If you're gonna if you need it. If you need it, go down there. It's still free, but we're gonna have a couple printers there in a central location and you can just print you know, you can just print to them there.
1: Yeah. Working for the state, the, the printer for the floor is actually in my office. So Mm -hmm. I know how often people are printing to it. Yeah. It's not often.
0: Yeah. Listen, five years ago there that those printers were humming. Oh yeah. And, and I just, you know, COVID broke all that because the people who are printing could no longer do their processes. Right. And they're not going to print it on their home printers. We didn't send printers home. So, it's like, figure it out. Figure out how to do it. So, maybe that forced everybody to go digital, right? Print it to a PDF. At that point. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Uh, Tony says, well, let's go back. we got some comments coming in. So, appreciate this from you guys. Brian says, I'm okay with internal. That's cameras. As long as it's local storage, not third-party cloud-based. Yeah. Well, you can't go with Ring ever (laughs) at that point, right? Uh, You're never going to. The wise cams. I don't know if you can Does trust Ring any of those. Ring do
1: internal storage or internal cameras? Uh,
0: yes, I'm sure they do. They do yeah, no, they do a lot of different internal cameras. Yeah, I'd
1: really like to get one for yeah. my front door, just for the simple fact that me being in the studio here, I have no windows, yeah. no nothing. Yeah. It'd be great yeah. to be able to see who comes to the door.
0: When when the when our door gets used right here on the Amazon, I've got well, Echo Show Five. Yep, and it it signs on to ring.com and shows me what's going on in real time. It takes, it's too long to get there. Like I got, I, I got to turn around and wait, you know, a yeah. second. I have, <laughs> I have that here. Yeah. I have to wait so long for it to work.
1: I have one on my desk as well. Ooh, and I would uh, privilege, you know, I was hoping the world for it. But one good thing it, f- that I can do with it is if I'm out, I can log into the camera and I can look in my office so, I mean, it does have some security purpose to it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But I'm
1: sure yeah, everybody well, else can log in and look at my office. Though. It's
0: exactly, exactly. It's a trade-off too. You know, I had live cameras going for a while. Weeger had talked me into some of those services, GoDog, or I forget what the name of it was. And you could watch them live. And that was kind of cool. Now it's Ring, so it takes a picture every four or five minutes at this point. And that's good enough looking out there. We've talked about that in the in the past. Um, uh, Tony says only covering the entryways. Joe says sometimes I put one inside when we're leaving on vacation, Th- and that'd be a smart. That'd be a smart way to do it, right? Yeah, very much so. Um, John says outside only for him. Uh, then Joe says otherwise only outside. So if he's if he's home, and that kind of makes sense, right? He says I yeah. do have one in my shop. But that's not a living space. Yeah. And Joe, I would consider your shop cam like my garage cam, right? We don't do much out. Yeah. Well, and more just today, I was looking at the cam and I'd seen i left the garage door open. Now, it was during the day and it's not such a big deal, but I was like, well, okay, it's cold. It's a benefit. I'm going to go out there and get that shut. I used to have that. Auto- this is one of those where I used to have it automated where it would shut shut. Thirty minutes after I opened it regardless. And if that thing did not shut five minutes before I needed in the garage every (laughs) single time. Now, I could have set it to 60 minutes and, or just a dark and some of those kinds of things. And I kind of, I turned it off and I haven't missed it, just to be honest. It's one of those things. In fact, it broke the connection between the, the Amazon devices and the garage door broke. And Amazon let me know, hey, you need to renew this so we can, you know, you just need to set this back up again so we can use it. And I was kind of like, I don't know if I'm going to set it back up, Uh, you know. You uh, know, the one that gets me
1: every time it's, I mean, remote start for my car. Yeah. It lasts like 10 minutes or whatever it does. But I started in the morning before I take my daughter to school and. Every time it's like without fail, I get to the car and the second I put my foot on the brake and get ready to push the button, the car goes off. (laughs) It's like, and it's, I I could wait another second or two to turn it on, but it happens every time.
0: It, it, well, we, I I got an inch of snow the other day and I went to log in to start the car just to kind of get it, you know, defrosted and the app wouldn't recognize. Let's see if I can get in still. The app couldn't, wouldn't recognize. Yeah, I'm in. It wouldn't recognize, it was like they were down and they were like, try again later. I'm like, I need it now. Need Dude, it you know now. what went
1: down on me today that I, mm.
0: you know, I've never seen happen before is Trello. Oh.
1: You know, I use Trello. Uh, I pay for the premium yeah. service, one, yeah. one of those subscriptions that I don't need, but I, I pay for the premium service and I use it every day for, for not only my show and stuff, but I use it for work and it went right. down today and it kept me from being able to do my actual work.
0: I wonder who their back end is. I wonder if that's Amazon or I don't know. Yeah, I've yeah. got another
1: one. If you want to throw the yeah, let's on do one.
0: There. Let's do one more, and then we'll wrap it up. What do you got? Um, can you? If oh, you toss yeah, sorry. on Sorry. Screen. I, if you want the visual, I just, but basically I, I, I blanked out. Is, sorry.
1: <laughs> this is a, a bark house. Now okay. you, you buy these things, you put them somewhere in your house, and I have two dogs. They're very cute little dogs. One of them looks just like this one on the screen, which is a um, little Shih Tzu. Uh, great dogs. Yeah, I mean, they're they're extremely well behaved. But if anybody were to ever ring that doorbell or walk by my front door where the dogs can see it, they go berserk. So I bought this house hoping that it would keep the dogs quiet. Not even a flinch. I mean, not even on full strength. My dogs just don't care. Wow. So, and we've bought like two or three different versions. Nothing. So. <laughs> I don't know. And if, if you want to keep it up, I'll do a quick rapid fire for you. This trash can.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah great.
1: Yeah. Works like a chimp. You rub, Amazon move.
0: Basics, automatic, hands-free, stainless steel, yeah. D-shaped trash can. You rub your, wipe your
1: hand across the top of it. You don't even have to touch the thing. You just move yeah. your hand over and it opens up. You throw your trash in, which is great. The batteries, holy cow, it goes through batteries like nobody's business.
0: Oh, I mean, I can't keep up with the batteries. So you would give it a, I mean, functional wise, functional, fantastic batteries. you've Got to come uh, up with
1: just burns through them. uh, The thumbs up on the screen. Oh, did it
0: come up? Did it? Yeah, yeah, because it's yeah. There we go. Okay, it does thumbs down too. By the way, you can there we go.
1: That's Uh, thumbs down for battery. (laughs) I got this monitor holder. Um, It's what I have my dual monitors on in front of me right now. It works. Vivo Premium,
0: which is usually pretty good. Vivo makes them pretty good.
1: Well, it's not only good, but if it's got the two clamps. I'll describe it, the two clamps at the bottom, so it clamps to your desk. But what I like about it is it, my desk has metal rods along the bottom for stability purposes. And this works around or on the, the metal clamps, so you mm-hmm. don't have to worry about those. Okay, that's yeah. fantastic. And then I showed you the zooms. So, yeah, yeah. that's all I have for tonight. Um,
0: uh, the, on the monitor stand, uh, how, how oftentimes the – with this design which is kind of the the elbow design yeah uh, it's kind of like vertical a vertical elbow yeah, right it's like and a so mic arm. But do, do they hold up pretty well this this is i've liked i've liked the pole design where then you have the arms that come off and it kind of it's a little more stable w- when you're thinking side to side or up and down how does this yeah. is this did this work out for you
1: yeah that's a, a great point um my lights i have two lights in front of me and they're both on the poles and it works. They're great. Um, But the stand, and you can see in the picture, it shows that the stand itself lights up, but I don't use that feature. I don't plug it in. The benefit of the, the dual arms is that I can move the monitors out of the way when I'm mixing audio. I don't want the monitors in between to interfere Mm -hmm. with the audio from the audio monitors. That's a really great feature. However, you really have to to finesse the tension of these monitor arms. Yes. Yeah. Otherwise, they yeah. you know start dropping on yep. you or things they like that. They get droopy. Yeah. And I found out i I found that I've put them in one position, which the monitors themselves come down, and the arm rests on the bo- or the monitor rests on the bottom of the arm, so it's never going to drop. And because of that, I don't really move them. But in, in between the monitors, because I used to keep my camera on top of the monitor, I can't do that anymore because the camera's in front of me and the two monitors are on each side. So what I've done is I've got a, a pole now, one of those pole um, camera holders, and it's just right in the center. And it clamps perfectly to the base of the monitors. So it works. It's, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it's not the best because you can see if I look over here at you, I'm no longer looking at the camera.
0: Right. So I right. have to look at the yeah. camera this way. So it's kind of. Yeah. Pluses and minuses, but no, pluses right. Pluses and minuses. Right on. You know what I found holds monitors really, really well? Other monitors.
1: <laughs>
0: well, so you, just keep...
1: you, I don't have nine <laughs> monitors in my room.
0: Let's see. How many do I have? One, uh, two, I three, nine. said four, nine last time. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven now, if you count the laptop when it's up there. So. I'm up to eleven and All twelve right. if, if, we're, if you we're count ca- count in
1: laptops. I've got two of those for yeah. one for my real job and one right. for my podcast job. Right, I've got the two in front of me, so that's four. four. Yeah, um, I'm assuming we don't count the Amazon device.
0: I didn't count it. No, yeah, I so, did count was, a tablet though. I have a tablet mounted that's running the that has a full time display up to the battery. You know that I'm running power through because it. I just think it looks cool.
1: Well, I have yeah. the the dual monitor for my desktop, right? I have my personal laptop and then my work laptop has dual monitors for a docking station. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you can never have enough the best thing to hold a monitor in place, another monitor. Just say.
1: And I have the screen, the flat screen on the wall that yeah. I can yeah. also use
0: oh, as a monitor. No. Right on, I'm proud of you. I yeah, I've got the this one monitor right above me to the right. stays off most of the time because it's connected to a fire device that I could just turn on and, uh, and watch. It's kind of what I watch football and TV and stuff on. That's so. what I've been using the flat screen yeah. for. Yes. No, I, right s- on. I
1: changed it from, um, I used it as my second monitor for quite a while, but then I found myself having to look up every time I wanted to see what was on the screen. So now I just use it for YouTube. Yeah, all the stuff is great. I mean, it's fantastic. I love having all the monitors. I love having you know all the all the places to put things, especially when you're doing live streams to have so many different you know screens and places to put stuff. I love that, but there is something to be said for simplicity. Sometimes it just has to have my laptop. Not when
0: it comes to monitors. There's never anything to say about (laughs) simplicity. People say that all the time, and I'm like, no, that's not true. It's well, not, you know,
1: I mean, this is coming from the man who says he, he doesn't want to part with a nickel. He's got 12 <laughs> monitors. But I have well, the Mac Mini some here. Old.
0: Some of them are old.
1: Well, yeah, I've got some that my work was ready to throw out. I'm like, oh, yep. are you kidding me? Don't yep. throw those away. I'll yep. take those. Yep, that's where I've I got, got some of them too. N- these two in front of me are two HB monitors. They're huge, and my, my work was ready to throw just throw them away. Yeah. But I have the yeah. Mac Mini in front of me, which only has one HDMI output. So my uh, I've got one monitor on HDMI and one on
0: um, USB. Okay. Yep.
1: So and, and it's USB through an HDMI adapter. So. Oh yeah,
0: adapters. Listen, you can do, you can do amazing things with adapters. Um, well, luckily it's working. Uh, Brian, you you'd said I, I think her. Let me see if I can bring this picture up. This isn't the. This isn't the most recent here. I'll I'll share my screen as we do this. Um, window here we go. This isn't. This is a little old. Um, oh wow! Uh, that what you're seeing there. I actually have another <laughs> monitor. I've got more monitors now than what this is showing. Uh, All right, keep that uh, up for a second. I got a anything. question.
1: Okay. You got your curve monitor there, the main one, I'm assuming, the yep. one you're using yep. right now. Yep. It looks like it's dual monitors. So does, is that set up in the monitor itself?
0: Uh, well, it's just the way I set the screens. So on the Mac, I use the, you know, it's just a split uh, window on one side. Automatic. I, um uh, do you I'm,
1: place the windows? I place
0: the windows there. Yeah,
1: I place I, the I was, I heard one of them, and I don't know which one has a feature where you can tell it to act like dual monitors. So I didn't wear that one because mine looks just like what yours looks like there. But instead of being curved, it's two separate monitors.
0: Yeah. But it looks
1: just like that.
0: On the Mac mini, there's a program called rectangle that you can use that you can, you know, you can go, Hey, put this on the left half, right half, left center, top half, bottom half. Top left, top right, bottom left, bottom right, first thirds, third, center third, last third, <laughs> first two thirds. Does important. it work well? It does. Yeah, on the on the mini on on Mac, it's really good. It's called Rectangle. Okay, I don't. And I don't think it costs. I think it's free. I don't think I paid for it. Well, I use Pro Tools
1: a lot um, in both audio in my audio mixing world, and then in the podcasting world, I use it to edit the podcast. Okay. But it has two main windows in it. It has your edit window and your mix window. And I keep them both open at all times, one on each monitor. For For me to have one monitor like what you're using would probably work better for me if I could go ahead and split it and have the one, mm-hmm. one window on each screen.
0: Yeah, the difference, though, we've talked about this before, when you get an ultra-wide, it, you don't get true HD monitor size. And so lots of, lots of applications are kind of written for that, you know, that, that 1080 screen or, or whatever that width. Right. And so typically on an ultra wide, the width, not on all of them, but cause some of them are built, but I think this is, a, I think I have a 34 inch ultra wide. I don't get two full screens out of it, but for podcasting, it doesn't matter. Like I get the two that I get good enough. Right. Right and um and well, so I've that, got two thirty twos, yeah, so in it, it, in some cases, like for work, so the work setup here are you know uh three 1080p monitors that that have pretty good that's resolution awesome. to, to, them. and then the laptop, right and um and, and does so that's
1: it work is four
0: uh it does work is four, Damn. yeah, yeah, I, I have them in a square, so it the it's yeah, it's ridiculous. But I, you, but that, you know what I use. That's every awesome. One. If
1: you can use all four, like they're separate.
0: Yeah, they are all all four separate monitors, right. laptop, See and then three. And so I keep like Teams up on the laptop, email is in the one next to it, and then I'm doing the work on the two bottom ones. Yeah, and you can go in between the two. It works out. It works out pretty well. The picture I showed is missing. The, I have a touch. I have a 24 inch uh, flat touchscreen, really good monitor, really really good monitor. That's the one I watch TV on. So I got that one on an arm. And then you can't see in that picture the surface that has that's running the home automation. That's off to the left. <laughs> the surface has the home automation screens on it that I can touch to turn things on and off. And then above it, I put a screen and portrait that sits. Oh, at, really. The portrait is just as wide as the the uh, the surface. So I have this big, long, you know, viewing space here. And Unraid is generally on that, is running on that. Um, yeah, I'm, I, it's it's just a sickness. <laughs> it's just a sickness. Well,
1: you know, working in the security world, we used to use these global command centers. So yeah. for companies yeah, yeah. like Facebook yeah. and Google, we would go in there and it would look like NASA. You'd have this giant yeah. wall in front of you mm-hmm. with hundreds of flat screen TVs that each one of them had something separate on it. Mm-hmm. And you, you at the control center, you could bounce between whichever monitor and you could do things, you could put the news up on one. A lot of times they would put, you know, both Fox or CNN or the different types of news channels. And then you would have screens with the cameras from each one of your locations. And they would be global locations, so you'd have stuff in Singapore on one screen, and you could watch their parking lots and you could I mean, it was amazing. But the control center itself, to bounce between those monitors, and like I said, it looked probably 20 monitors on the wall. I mean,
0: it was extremely Mm -hmm. impressive. Oh, I like it. Just as you're talking about it, I'm like, I I could sleep there. That That roll right there. Oh, yeah, yeah, hold on.
1: (laughs) See, (laughs) I think that's great when you can use them all. What I don't like is, like, my laptop for work has a docking station with two monitors, but one of those monitors is just duplicating what's on the laptop screen. So to me, I'm just, I just have dual monitors. It's really no big deal. Yeah.
0: No, right on. And at work, um, I, you know, I just use one ultra wide and, uh, and and so it, it laptop and an ultra wide and it's that, that works for what I'm doing at work. But when I'm home, you know, why not? I like, I'm a visual guy. (laughs) I like it visual and, uh, I
1: like having everything laid out. And I'm yeah. a very organized person. I like it laid out specifically what yeah. I want on each screen and know where to look.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't, I just don't want to have to bring anything up. I just, I want it full. You know, I keep the ring up full time. I keep a Google Annex uh, uh, analytics screen up full time so I can kind of see who's on the website. I mean, like right now, I can see there's two people watching this program at theaverageguy.tv slash live. Uh, You know, and do I need to know that? No. But can I? Yes. Yeah, sure. By the way, that monitor I use for that is about 12 years old. Like, they just don't go out. They don't, like, monitors right. just don't stop working anymore, especially these, you know, LCD flat screens. They just last forever. I have a hard time getting... I have two monitors sitting on the shelf over there that I'm not using that. I don't have any more room down here. Well, every listen, time, every week
1: wants to throw it away. I'm taking it, but <laughs> right. Like I try to get my wife to use them. I'm like, here,
0: just use these. I know. And she's like, no, nah, I don't I need know. it. I know. I know. Well, it's, uh, it, it's, listen, a lot, some folks have, uh, you know, other, other vices, my vices monitors, monitors. and maybe whiskey, but mostly monitors. <laughs> Mostly monitors. Jay, anything else before we wrap it up?
1: Yeah, one more little yeah. item I want to show you here. This is uh, a DB reader, a decibel reader. Um, so it's just a, a handheld device, and it reads audio levels. Does
0: so that say can, Radio Shack on it? That's what I wanted to tell you. <laughs> you mentioned <laughs>
1: earlier that you have some stuff that's old, and I just reached down here at my desk. This is an that's old awesome. decibel reader. Um, yeah. and it's from Radio Shack <laughs> and it still works like a champ. I mean, it, you know,
0: John, John has the same one on there. here. I mean, yeah. it's, it's you know, awesome. Right? So if you're it, talking right like, now, it's, it's working. It's, it's not like decibels changed, you know, they're the no. same as long as the, and they built some of those, I mean, some of the, in, in the old days, that was kind of before planned obsolescence, right. Where they would, you know, they would crappy parts in it on purpose so that oh, yeah, you know no, this is <laughs> some of those are pretty good yeah. radio
1: shack it's gonna be from like 1982 and yeah this, this is old
0: yeah no but it's still it's still hanging around brian so, says so many great memories at radio shack
1: radio shack was yeah. awesome i mean if you're a tech guy radio shack was awesome i mean i used to go there and buy all sorts of stupid things Wow. Like the, you ever get those little suction cup uh, microphones you put on the back of your analog phone? Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, I used to do so many stupid things. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I probably sh- I should probably
0: shut up now. Oh, that's okay. That's all right. John says the switch is bad on, on his. Have to push it away from the device for it to uh, connect and turn on. No,
1: mine, so, it's still 100% functional. That's awesome. Yeah, I just you held that up. I'm like,
0: does that say Radio yeah, Shack? That's why I held it up backwards first.
1: <laughs> but I mean, if you look even backwards, it's got the screw. Yeah. You can put it on a mic stand. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's right. awesome, right, or a tripod. Yeah, this thing yeah. is built yeah, like yeah. a tank. Yeah, no, right on. It'll and it'll probably last forever. It'll, your kids will probably inherit it. it will be like, the, a battery listen, I have some old stuff. Radio Jack. I have a black and white TV. So for my, for my dad, we'll wrap it up. Okay, now you're getting a little out of control. For, 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 for my dad, when they moved to Montana, he, he had, and they might have had this before they moved up there. This may have been a California thing. So he wanted to watch TV outside. So he bought one of those. And to be fair, this is what they had in those days, just a little black and white, you know, the little black and white TV kind of yeah. thing. And, it had an antenna on it, and a, it came it was with like a, a radio. Little rectangle thing, yeah. a a long handle. rectangle. Yep. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I used to have one gray. You could have any color you want as long as it's gray. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and somehow I inherited that thing. It's sitting out in the garage, you know. I, I'm I haven't turned it on since I brought it home from the funeral, and you know you can't get was, yourself like, to throw it
1: away. I so. can, no,
0: no, I can't. I still have an old TV we bought. Listen, I have two crt things that i like i should have got rid of them when they were because now i'm going to pay a 100 bucks to recycle that thing nobody wants to take those things anymore i'm gonna take it it all they're gonna be like i'll give you a hundred dollars um yeah john john says we should do a show uh we could do a show about old tech we still have yeah well that's kind of what we're doing (laughs) uh we're doing right now well, i used to go great. in
1: the studio and we we would record all these these bands on these two inch reels of tape and i haven't seen a, a tape machine in years let alone yeah. a place yeah. to play the tapes right i mean and this stuff just sits in boxes it's like what I are we going to do with it
0: well, it's not gonna some of that's not gonna last too long no. too much longer it's gonna go it's but gonna go bad haul.
1: Whole story that could take up an hour about these tapes that we've we mastered from all these famous artists that we just had to get just get off the tape for the longest
0: time. So mm. it's crazy. Yeah, stuff. no, right on. Well, um, Joe says in chat, he says that he has a new in the box, fifteen-inch IBM CRT. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome, but, Joe. But
1: is it black and white?
0: Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, it's CRT, so it's probably orange. Um, the, uh, unless it's color, the, I've got an HP, <laughs> I, I think it's 24. I think it's a 24 inch monitor, which was huge in the day. And I just, that thing is heavy. Like I could kill somebody with that thing. I could drop it off the interstate and just, it would just, it would just crush somebody. I just, I can't get rid of it. I can't, I should have, I should have given it, I should have taken it in for recycle a thousand years ago. That's probably why Uh, all my,
1: my monitor arms just do
0: that (laughs) (laughs) because
1: the monitors are so heavy. Heavy, heavy,
0: heavy, uh, heavy, heavy monitors. Well, good stuff, Jay. Thanks for, uh, thanks for saying yes. This was a week I had a guest line up and again, they bailed on me and. Uh, so maybe I'm going to stop doing that where I go, I fish outside of the pond and just stay. (laughs) No, that's not true. I did try. I asked the community if I could, if it'd be all right, if I interviewed somebody not live and played that into the show live. So I would start it solo, play the interview, be here while we do it. And some of them said, yeah, give it a try. So I've lined one of those up, I think. (sighs) December middle of December or so, or maybe January. I can't remember which, but so one of those will be coming up. We'll, we'll give that a try and see how it goes. But cool Jay, if you were for part of the that. chat
1: when that happened.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm going to stay here. So it'll be the same time. I'll start it solo, play it in. Uh, StreamYard has a great way of right. just playing it in. And then, uh, and then I'll be here at the end and we'll wrap it up. So we'll give, we'll give that a try as well. Well, Jay, hang tight for me one second. We'll remind everyone to, to head out. If you want to be a part of the Discord group, super quiet group, you don't have to commit a ton of time to it, but a ton of fun. And if you have questions or you want to share deals, that's kind of what we do most of the time out there. Head out to the slash Discord and join us there. If you want to leave me a message or a comment, I think I got 30 seconds. Uh, you can do that out there. Head out to homegadgetgeeks.com, and you can leave a message there on that platform. And then don't forget web and media hosting powered by Maple Grove Partners. Get secure, reliable, high-speed hosting from people that you know and you trust, and that's Christian. Head out to maplegrovepartners.com. He's coming on the show here uh, in the next couple weeks, I think maybe January. And, uh, and so we'll catch up with him a little bit then as well. Uh, if you got, if you want to send me an email with uh, feedback or whatever, you can send that to Jim at theaverageguy.tv. I've been doing a little more on Twitter lately, or X, or whatever we're calling that thing, but Twix. Not enough, yeah, not enough that I want you to talk to me though. There, we are live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern. Not next week, but uh, but uh, most Thursdays, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern. Theaverageguy.tv/slash/live in two weeks. Uyghur is back and I'll have a surgery update for you guys. So come out and join me live. Uh, We'll have some, some good times there. Jay. Thanks again for those who are out in the chat. Thanks for coming out. Stay around for a little bit of a post show with that. We'll say goodbye, everybody.